Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. And uh, I'm glad you're here listening to me. And I know you're uh, wondering why am I doing this. Well, I just want to be a voice of reason. I want to help people to just step back for a minute and 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 listen to each other and come together and and stop this hating and this divisiveness and let's get America uh, back on track. Um, I want to start off with an illustration which uh, I I think is so so important and I I know everybody wants to know why after being so much against Trump am I pulling for him right now and, 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 and thinking that it was the best outcome, uh, that, that the election was the best possible outcome. I said it's possibly the best outcome. And I'll tell you this, it depends on one person. It, it depends on what one person does, and that one person is Donald Trump, of course. But let me first start off with this illustration. There was a Three blind men, three, four blind men, who felt, who were presented an elephant, and they were each given a part of that elephant. One was given the trunk, was allowed to touch and feel the trunk of the elephant. One was allowed to feel the ear of the elephant. One was allowed to feel the leg of the elephant, and one was allowed to feel the the uh, tail of the elephant. Actually, and the fifth one was allowed to feel the side of the elephant. That was all they. Could see. Remember, these are four blind men. Of course, the one said the elephant is like who's filling the trunk. He said the elephant is like a thick, a big snake. And uh, the one who was filling the ear said the elephant is like a, a, a sheath of leather. What are you talking about? And the third one said that was filling the leg said the elephant is like a tree trunk. And the fourth blind man said, no, who's filling the side of the elephant? He said, an elephant is like a wall. What are you guys? You guys are crazy. And the fifth one said, you're all wrong. The elephant is like a little frilly uh, uh, mouse because he was filling the tail. What happened there? They all four saw the elephant from their perspective and not the other person's perspective. And they were all, you're an idiot because it feels like this and elephant is like this. And this is what's happening in our country. All these people, they have this perspective on it and they have blinders and they don't see the whole picture. They don't see the other person's perspective. They only see their perspective and they have blinders on it and they can't see. And, if you, and the reality of it is, if you step away and look at the whole picture, you see an elephant. Are they wrong? Are any of those four men wrong from their perspective? No, absolutely not. They were honestly telling the truth of what they believed, what they felt, and what they thought an elephant was like. And they were right from their perspective. But yet, so was each other one. So neither one of them had a right to say that the other one is an idiot or doesn't know what he's talking about because... He's saying it feels like a, a tail or whatever, a wall. That was their perspective, each person's perspective. The only way you're going to find out what an elephant really looks like is to step back and see the big picture and to understand that everybody had their own perspective and we need to l- be 
aware and understand their perspectives and not disqualify them and not, you know, say that I'm right and you're wrong. I believe that everybody, if not everybody, most people, if not everybody, is is telling the truth, what they believe, and they really believe it. And from their perspective, they're right, and they're true, and it's true. But we need to step back and see other people's perspective, see things from other people's perspective, and we need to see the big picture if we want to know. We want to find real truth. Okay, how do I think? Why do I think that this election was the best possible outcome? Like I said, it depends. I didn't say that it is. I said that it could be, and it depends on one person, and that person is Donald Trump. What he does. Let me tell you something about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is two personalities. There's two sides of Donald Trump. There is a 13-year-old boy. He is, at some point, sometimes, he's like a 13-year-old boy who is a bully. And a 13-year-old bully who's spoiled. A spoiled 13-year-old bully who twists the girl's wrist to try to get what he wants from the girl. If that Donald Trump shows up in office, we're in trouble. The other side of Donald Trump is the... The man who can do the right thing. The mature person who does the right thing. And we saw that in the campaign. When he was running in the primaries, he was a 13-year-old bully up there. Because he was, he was kicking butt on everybody. And he was just being his bully 13-year-old self. Calling names and saying all these vulgar things. And all, of this, that, all that stuff was his 13-year-old bully. When he came into the... Uh, the general election, he saw that he was losing against Hillary. He hired the woman, Connolly, whatever her name is, and she really stra- straightened him out. And he started reading from the teleprompter and he started towing the company line and doing the right things. That's the Donald Trump that needs to show up in the White House. If, we re- if he reverts to the 13-year-old child, we're in trouble. If he becomes that adult person and then stays in line if they can keep him in check I think it could be a great thing because let me tell you something I went to President Obama's first inauguration in 2009 the day that he was elected president I watched that on television I was so excited because just from the historical value and me as a black person seeing a black man become our president it was just overwhelming to me I I I I, I am not afraid to admit I was just in tears. I was just overwhelmed. And I started booking my trip to Washington, D.C. for his inauguration like the next day. And so my family and I, we went there. We were up in the front row, uh, for, well, as close to the front row as you can get um, to that inauguration to see him being inaugurated. That same excitement that I had for him, I would have had for Donald Trump. Let me tell you why. Who wouldn't be excited about a new fresh face coming into the White House? A non-career politician who was a billionaire who has been successful with his businesses. So I think he has this great ability to run our country and do things for the economy. And he's a celebrity who we've all known and felt like we've known for many, many years. We've known him and become comfortable with him. 
Oh my God, I would love to see that. That would be the greatest thing. <laughs> Next to Obama coming president <laughs> to me, I would have been so excited. I probably would have been at his inauguration as well. But that's what he needs to stick to. He needs to stick to being that person. If he reverts to the 13-year-old boy and starts calling names and doing all of these tactics and stuff, it'll be disaster. If he can be the, the big man and do the right things, it could be very good for our, If he can bring back jobs, I think that he can work with Congress and they may help him to uh, regenerate the... Uh, the inf rebuild the infrastructure and possibly bring back some jobs. I don't know if it'll happen or not. If it, you know, I'm hoping that it will work out that way and 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 rebuild our economy and and bring jobs back to our country and all of those things. I mean, I've been through Detroit and I've seen all of those offices and those buildings just like a ghost town where all those jobs from the uh, motor companies just disappeared. And it's sad. It's, it was heartbreaking. I don't know if he can bring that back, <laughs> but I'm interested to see what he can do. And, and, and I believe Congress, he may be able to persuade Congress to help him. I know the, the Republican Congress does not like to spend money, but maybe they will work with him on that. A lot of his other outrageous proposals are just outrageous and are just not going to happen. And he knows it. And... Um, he needs to, and, and I'm seeing signs that he is backing down on those things. And the first thing that he needs to do before even all of that is he needs to be the big man and heal this divide that he himself alone has caused in our country. He is the one, and I can flat out tell you, he's the one that has divided this country. All these protests and all of this hatred for him. He alone did it when he, the day he came out down that escalator in New York City announcing he's running for president is the day it started. When he started calling Mexicans murderers and rapists and robbers, he immediately alienated all these people who he needed their votes. If he hadn't said that, can you imagine? If he, can you imagine if he hadn't said these things and, and, and Pose this ban on all Muslims and done all of these things if he would have just stuck on point how he was going to build our economy stuck on that point he would have had all the Hispanic vote they wouldn't have known that he he, he was uh, thinks that they're rapists and killers <laughs> whether he does believe that or not and which the facts absolutely do not hold that to be true either but if he would have just stuck on point building our economy, making America great. I, I mean, let me tell you something about his slogan, even. Make America great again. That slogan in itself is very divisive, and it alienates a lot of people because he's saying, make America great again. Let me tell you something. America is great already. And you know what? Trump knew it, that he, he was lying when he said that. When he made that his slogan, he knew it was a lie because he knew that America is great. And proof of that is when he gave his acceptance speech. was the first thing he said, and a lot of people haven't caught this. I, actually, I haven't heard anybody who's caught this. But he said, let's get to work and on this great country. He admitted that America is great already. And when he said, let's make America great again, it was a slam to Obama, to uh, the rest of our country that we're this disaster. 
They should have knocked off all that negative poison, which has caused this division that we have now. If he would have cut that out, he wouldn't have had this division. And we would have been so excited to have a celebrity in our White House who we believe who's a businessman who can do a lot of good for our country. But he ruined it by alienating these people and all the other rhetoric that came after that. He should have just cut it out. Can you imagine? I would have been so excited. If he had not said all of this other stuff, I would have been so excited. To hold, I would have been the first one holding my Trump banner up in the first place. And you know what I mean? Let me tell you what I think his slogan should have been. <laughs> I, I, who am I to tell him what his slogan should be? But just an idea, just a thought. If he would have made his, his slogan, Make America Greater. <laughs> just simple as that. It would have been so much better. It would have alienated people and we, it wouldn't have caused, you know, helped to cause this division. And that slogan is just very divisive. And, and let me tell you something about Black Lives Matter, by the way. And, and, and if you know me, anybody who knows me knows that I am so unbiased and so I do not hold sides. And I don't care what it is, race, religion, politics. Anything. I am not on anybody's side. I just on the, I'm just on the side of truth. And let me tell you something about the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just going to talk about their slogan, Black li- or, the, or their their title. Black Lives Matter is very offensive to people. They could have changed that slogan by one word, adding one word in the front or one word in the back. And let me tell you what those words were. If they would have said instead of Black Lives Matter. Simply all lives matter. It would have totally been so less offensive to so many people. Or if they would have said black lives matter too. I guarantee you it would have been so less offensive to people. And it would have been they would have got their point across more vividly than than the aggressive way of saying black lives matter. But anyway, I digress from that. So if Donald Trump can heal this division that he has caused, all these protests and all that, he needs to be the big man and step up and apologize to all these people and reassure Hispanic people that they are not going to be deported out of this country. You know what? If he wants to deport all the criminals who who are undocumented, we're all for it. Who wouldn't be for that? (laughs) I'll be the first one to sign that. (laughs) Which... But actually, that is what we're doing already. <laughs> so the issue is really mute. It isn't an issue. And let me tell you something that is more important of an issue than deporting uh, illegal do- uh, immigrants that are here. Based on the fact that he's saying that because they are killers. Because of the sanctuary cities and because these people get out of prison and kill people, these legal aliens. Let me tell you, that's not an epidemic. I'm sure it happens once in a while here and there. It's not an epidemic. Let me tell you something that's an epidemic that kills people because these people are allowed to be released out of jail and kill people. (laughs) And a lot of people are not going to like me on this, but it's just a fact. Drunk drivers kill more people. I can guarantee you kill many more. That's an epidemic. It kills many more people than illegal immigrants from other countries. Most of the immigrants here, illegal immigrants here, are here just to get work and to get a better life for themselves. And, you know, if he wants to say from here forward, 
and protect our borders, whatever you got to do to protect our borders and make it a way possible for these alien illegal immigrants to become citizens and prevent future immigrants, do whatever you can. Who isn't for that? We're all for that. But to have these little kids afraid that their mommy and daddy is going to be deported out of this country. He's got to apologize to these people and reassure them that that is not going to happen from here forward. He's got to reassure Muslims that they are not going to be banned from this country just because they are Muslim. If he wants to temporarily stop the, uh, the entry of people from countries that have been uh, poisoned by, uh, compromised by uh, terrorism and so they can be extremely vetted, who <laughs> isn't for that? Of course we are. Uh, all, more power to you. But to ban all Muslims from coming into this country, you divided our country. You have alienated all the Muslim, good, law-abiding American Muslims in this country. And he needs to apologize for that and reassure those people that they're not going to be banned from our country and move on. Protect our borders. Absolutely. Do it the right way. And this rebuild our economy, rebuild our infrastructure, and possibly we could make America greater. And that would be a great outcome. The reason why it wouldn't be a good outcome if Hillary had become president is because no matter what she did, all she, she was going to just toe the status quo. And that wasn't going to heal this divide in our country that Trump created. All these people that hate her because of all of this slamming that he did on her. And he knows that it, he was just pulling up trash to twist. The 13-year-old boy was twisting the girl's arm to get what he wanted, which was, the White House, which was the White House. And he did it. He's got it now. He can let go of the wrist. And hopefully he let, lets go of the wrist and does the right thing and becomes a big man. But if Hillary had, becoming, had come in office, there was nothing that she could do to heal that divide. And so we would have had a country divided. And like Jesus said, and Abraham Lincoln said, a, a country divided against itself cannot stand. Donald Trump can make this country very great, possibly. I'm not saying that he could, he will, because it can go either way. Even if he does all these things, it could still become a disaster. It could still backfire and uh, it, it's a very tricky situation uh, especially like with our economy which I will talk about our economy on another po podcast what's happening to our economy and what's going to happen with it whether he's in office or not whether he was in office or Hillary's in office or whoever's in office uh, our economy is going in a direction and, I, and again like I said that's another podcast but I hope I didn't ramble on too much, and I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. Uh, just basically that he needs to fix this division in our country and work on building our infrastructure and and rebuilding um, the economy and doing the best he can with that, and uh, and lay off the other poisonous, divisive rhetoric and do the right thing. And not revert to the 13-year-old boy. If they can keep that 13-year-old boy in check, great things could happen. And I'd be excited to see it happen. And let, one last thing, let me just say this. And I think that 
the people who like for instance who were for Obama which would be like me who uh, I like Obama obviously when I was at the inauguration it was sad to me to see all these Obama supporters just booing and, and saying nasty things and sing, when uh, just being mean to Bush when he took off on the helicopter to leave and just saying, na 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 hey, goodbye, all of this stuff, this vicious stuff that they were saying. I thought it was sad. I don't care who you are. I was taught to respect the office of the President of the United States. I don't care who it is. And I have seen Republicans just be so evil to Obama, and I've seen Democrats be so evil to Republicans, and it all needs to stop. Our presidents and our politicians are trying to do their best. <laughs> Maybe a lot of people might not agree with that or whatever. I believe that they have our best interests at heart, and you're never going to please everybody, but we need to respect that office, no matter who is in it. So I'm going to respect, I, I used to say, you know, in fact, when Bill Clinton was elected, I I hated him also, and I said, I'm never going to call him my president. <laughs> but I finally grew up and realized I need to, to respect that office, and I started calling him president, and I will call Donald Trump President Trump as well, just out of respect for that office and hope that he does the right things and we can make America greater. <laughs> Thank you.